Hello, everybody. It's Timmy Gibson here with you for the Timmy Gibson Show. And today I've got a special episode because we've got two people in the studio today. And not only do we have the it's the battle for the, co-hosts. The great, the great and awesome Lance Strickland, my co-host, that's normally on here every week. And uh, thanks for joining us. And then my good friend Susanna, uh, she's here to give us a female perspective because you know there's a lot of testosterone oh, between me and Lance. We'd run this in the ditch so fast that <laughs> there would be a female listener to be known out there after they heard this. They'd be like, ah, ah, just I don't a, know if I'll be much help. Uh, uh, Timmy says I think like more like a man than a female. <laughs> Uh, so I guess for the audience to get a chance to kind of know uh, each of you briefly a little bit from the perspective of your marital past, where you are today, all that kind of stuff. So Susanna, let everybody know a little bit about your story. I'm Susanna Catron. I help Timmy run uh, the singles group here in Kansas City on Facebook. I was married for 17 years, have been divorced in nine and a half, dated a lot of dating in that time. <laughs> um, had one successful relationship, a serious relationship for about 10 months. Um, and he just passed away a couple months ago. So not quite back into the dating scene just yet. But uh, I will be probably before too long, but just healing from that. So well, Lance Strickland, uh, you know, co-host of the Timmy Gibson show. <laughs> <laughs> I probably say that 50 to 75 oh, times every it. day. I think it sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was married for 16 years and uh, got divorced. Um, I then got married a second time for a real short period, which I always say was, I got to come up with a term for that because it was such yeah. a instrumental time in my growth. Um, and then uh, dated a, another gal after that uh, for four years, and and we got married now that we're in our first year of marriage, and it'll be a, uh, a year in June. Four years. Yeah. See, I just find that fascinating. You know what? You know, there's you, you guys are saying this is funny, you know, because we've already talked about this a little yeah. bit. You know, you asked me, you know, well, you didn't maybe ask me this, but kind of got around it. You said, you know, how did you know this one was going to work? I knew this one was going to work because she changed her last name to Strickland. Ah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. That's and, a good and sign. That was did a good the first wife not? She didn't. I don't know. We just weren't married long enough. I mean, they were, uh, you know, we were only married for eight, nine months. I mean, uh, I was married for 16 years, obviously. Right. And she, she took your last she name. She took my last name. Right. Um, but got married that second time and it was just such a short time. And I'm glad because that would, she wouldn't have wanted to keep my name and to untangle that mess, you know, she yeah. would never, but, um, I, it was, uh, it was a, I, I have to say it was a very pride, you know, moment of prideness for me. And when Michelle took my last name, because, you know, I mean, there's the battle of, you know, or, or the tension always between she has a child and it's like, now she's got a different last name than her son. And, you know, and you just, you know, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't think about yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't know how she, you know. So there's just sometimes, and, and I was okay with that. Like, you know, and, and she was known as Michelle Tevis for 20-some year of ever, you know, ever, you know. So, I mean, I just called her Michelle Tevis forever, even after she probably changed her name, you know, because yeah. just not used to it. And, um, yeah, but when she took my last name, I was like, this is probably going to last. Oh, that's cool. You know, I, I hadn't really given that any thought as – uh, you know, I got married fairly young and, and was married to uh, one person for 25 years. Um, the thought of like, yeah, when I meet someone else and, you know, and it gets serious, like, yeah. you know, as a 51 year old, like, is this right woman going to change her name? Yeah. You know, after all these years, 
uh, stop looking at me, Susanna. She goes, you're dating 20 somethings, Timmy. Right. <laughs> Timmy's going to, who's going to get a last not? name? It's going to be Timmy. He's going to take her last name. That's right. Yeah. We're living in a whole new age. Oh God. Stop uh, reading my mind. <laughs> so yeah, I, I do find that fascinating that four years, I'm just curious for, for conversation's sake. So the first marriage, how long did you guys date before you got married? Uh, I want to say a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then maybe six, seven months or something, you know, engagement and got married or something like that. I don't okay. know exactly, but. And then the second was, was that a quick. Second, yeah. Second, uh, we were either, I get them mixed up. We either dated for nine months and married for seven, or we dated for seven months and we were married for nine. Yeah, but either better, way, when you add the numbers the up, there's not a lot there. <laughs> not a lot of time When there. you add that up, Ed, wasn't a good it one. It wasn't a good one. It was, yeah. And, but, but Michelle was four years. We dated for four years. And, okay. Now, uh, did she move in? No, so did she move in at, at, earlier than that? Is or is this is this live? This isn't a Christian okay, show. Okay, it's not. Okay, we're good. Um, <laughs> you guys she, weren't sleeping together, she, were she you? She did not move in. Uh, <laughs> that was part of the reason. You know, it wasn't that we just went this. You know, like neither one of us wanted to get married or anything. I mean, early on, we we thought this is you know looks like it's going to go the distance, and and um, and it did. And but you know, logistically, I had kids in school, and and she lived in Lawrence, which she loved, and um, cool city. Yeah, she loves it up there. I mean, and 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 she works there and everything. So, you know, there was no reason for her to move down here to Blue Valley and all this. So, um, you know, it's just a lot of those kind of things. And then, you know, we talked about this too, right? I mean, because of my second marriage, I I learned that you can have feelings for someone early on and and still not know them and them not know you. And and you know, you may have all the confidence in the world about yourself, but you just don't know your both of you together and what you're going to be like during certain seasons. And, and, uh, good. I have to give another shout out to my good friend, Todd messenger. You know, he told up, me Todd? that was up Todd, um, that, you know, you ought to date someone for a full season of holidays and all that, just to kind of see how someone is. And, and I think that Michelle in the beginning was kind of like, Oh, I pretty feel pretty strongly about this. And, you know, you, you feel like when you get to be older, you feel like, you know, yourself pretty well. So when you're, yep. when, when you're like, we need to wait a while, it's it, if you're 20, People are kind of like, you know, mom and dad's, well, you should wait a while. You, it kind of makes sense. But when you yeah. get older, you're kind of like, I know myself. No, we don't. We don't really know ourselves because we've been in a bad relationship. And sometimes when you get into another relationship, you see those rough edges that needed to be kind of sanded down, aren't sanded down and cleaned up like you thought. Yeah. And yep. you get along with yourself. Fantastic. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But Every when you're back into a relationship, it's like, <laughs> well, here comes the old Lancer back out. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and so that gives, that's the testing grounds of, you know, kind of where you are. I've always been uh, interested in that people, I think, They'll, I can't argue with them because every therapist says like, you know, if you were married for 20 years, you ought to, you know, you ought to wait another five, six, whatever the number is, but they've yeah. got a certain number in their mind before you start dating. And I just didn't. And it yeah, one it, month for every year. Yeah. And it went bad. Yeah. And, and you just, and you don't know how, what you just don't know who you even are in this new state. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. You think that you're just a continuation of what you were in the marriage and you're not, you've gone into a completely different place. You're further down the runway on life and you just don't know who you are. And so you end up going out and making bad decisions. But the other, the other side of my, the other side of me always says, you don't, you, you don't, 
you got to get yourself out there to, to yes. kind of gauge your skill. Yeah. You know, you don't know whether you're playing JV or varsity or shouldn't even be in the sport <laughs> unless or you yes. get out there and try. <laughs> Should you be sitting on the bench? Right. Or water not, boy. Yeah. Not even wearing a Jersey. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I think that's one of the things that I've always said is that it's, it's, uh, it's not so much about finding the right person. It's about being the right person. But if you're not honest about how you were culpable, is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. You know, culpability. Yeah. yeah. It, within a relationship, you know, if you think, well, they did this and that's why we're not married. And it's like, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they did that, but right. there's probably a story there and there could be some blame that you could probably take, even if it is 10% or whatever. Yeah. That there, yeah. there is, there's something that you can learn. I heard someone say one time that it's, it's you either win or you learn, mm. you know, and that, Anytime you lose or get hurt, it's a real opportunity to dig deep and to turn inward and to figure yourself out. You know, even in my personal story, I went from being at home at 19. I moved out into a dorm room with three roommates. Then I moved out back with my parents for a short time. Then I moved again to another state with a roommate and then moved in with my at my ex now but at the time my my wife mm -hmm. um cuz we waited till we were married to move sure. in lance cuz we're right. religious christians no you're behind uh, <laughs> <laughs> so not that we weren't being naughty, naughty with each other <laughs> um but we weren't living together so that right. made it okay right. anyway but uh that that i've never been alone until now. Mm. And so that was a very eye-opening experience for me. Yeah. Is it was a very dark time because I was like all alone. Yeah. And I had never ever been all alone. Yeah, me me either. When I, I my when I got divorced was the first time that I was alone myself. I mean, I I I live with my parents, you know, was going to school and everything and didn't even think anything out of it. You know, I, that's one thing I'm changing up on my kids. I think that I would have been more mature had I've gotten out earlier yeah. and just even had to pay the bills and you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, sure. it wasn't like I was just sitting around in my basement playing video games. I was advancing my life and sure. progressing, but, but I do think that there was something that I missed out there and I didn't mature to where I needed to be in a relationship when I got out because it's the first time that I was living outside of my parents' house is when I was married. Yeah. Wow. I, I went from, living in the same house my entire childhood, moving to the East Coast to move in with a boyfriend and live in sin. Then we got married. Then we, and we moved back here and we got divorced. And I've had kids with me the whole time. I've never lived on my own. After you and I talked about that, I started thinking, I'm like, I've never lived on my own. And I won't for a few more years because I still have a middle schooler, <laughs> but right. you know, it's the thought of never having lived on my own. And that's something I kind of would like to, but yeah. I don't know if that's in the cards for me once I kick out the last kid. <laughs> one of my favorite, this is a non sequitur, but one of my favorite shows is on history channel and it's called alone. Oh. And, and they, they take these individuals and they, they, drop them up in Canada somewhere oh, yes, I've seen that. and it's them in a big box of cameras and batteries and they they're by themselves and the other people are like 25, 30 miles away. So there's, I mean, and it's, you can't even get to them. Right. Sure. So, and, um, and it's, they're there to survive. And so the only thing they have is the camera and here's the whole, you know, twist of it is, is they are alone out there by themselves, but it's rarely, these people are like, you know, seasoned outdoors people. I mean, they know how to, do it all survival it's survival and it's it's rarely they end up having to they have a phone that they can call but if they make a call 
and they it's over. It's not like you get a call and oh, false alarm. You know, you can stay. You make the call, they come get you. You're done. Like yeah. it's and so they you you and the thing that you realize the longer they're out there, they're alone. And they've lived in a place where they've been able to pick up a phone and and get on Facebook or they can call someone up if they huh. start to get emotionally a little bit kind of worked up to offload some of that emotion. And there's nothing to do it out there. And so they just go into this state of psychological neurosis that they can't do it any longer. And then they hit the phone. And it's really? usually not yeah. because of the fact I mean, it's not always that way, but. But a lot of times it is, and I just that's the part of the show that I'm like, it's just a lot of it's boring because you, they're out there by themselves. Yeah. They're making <laughs> logs and fishing, and yeah. you know what I mean? If something bad doesn't happen, the show's not exciting. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I want to see wolves come up to right. them and like try to attack or something. That never happens. <laughs> but where the fascination comes is when they start to break down, you can start to see it in little things that they they'll sit on the end of their camp and they'll say, and I just miss my kids so much. I don't know if I can do this. And if they stay, they'll, they, if they outlast the other people out there, it could be a hundred days it could be 200 days. It's usually around 70, 80 days, okay. but if they outlast them, they get the money. So they don't know necessarily what they're up against. And so they just can't overcome it because you don't realize in our world, how much noise around us is to offload those things. You know, even yeah. you having a middle schooler at home makes a big, even though you're not emotionally going to be able to offload with them just having some noise around the house makes yep. a big difference yep. having somebody in the house to talk to and yeah. that type of thing and i've seen that show and it, it made me laugh because it made me think of the meme where people are like you know you could for a million dollars you could go and live in this cabin and but you can't have facebook or talk to anybody i'm like right those people seeing that they could do that, they can't do that no. they, yeah. they cannot no. do that because you just can't without socialization yeah. humans are built to be social yes. creatures yeah. so well that's one reason i think a, a lot of uh the difficulties that came out of 2020 and even still somewhat is the the distancing and the masks mm -hmm. and the no gatherings and the lack yeah. of social and 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 some of it is not just because of mandates it's you know people are in fear and you know and i i always considered it i can't think of what the correct word would be um but you know people that claim to you know not like to be around anybody and not want to what and that's fine everybody can maybe be wired a little different sure. but i look at that as a as a how can i say this it's going to sound judgy but it's like something's wrong like mm. that that's that's a defect it's a it's a it's an off thing that if you're yeah, you're not, not you are built to be a recluse no that i don't think so i think that that there's something odd about that where you wouldn't want at least a dog or a cat yeah. or, you know yeah, what I mean? Like something. that there isn't, if you truly just want to be, you know, totally alone with no one that just, you know, and even, you know, not that this is anything about, but there's an ancient text that says um, that it's not good for man or woman right. people to be alone, right. that there is such power in companionship. Mm -hmm. yep. And even if it's friendship, you know, I mean, we talk about marriage, but it could be a partnership uh, uh, where you're just living together. Um, and I think so, you know, for part of this podcast that we're uh, probably going to turn into two podcasts, uh, two episodes where we're talking about all the dating relationships and what makes it work and the challenges of it. And, and this first one, um, talking about the dating experience, that's why I kept asking him, oh, I have four years mm -hmm. and, and how long did you, you said one year is how long you dated before you got married? Um, we dated for two years before we officially got married. Okay. We lived together for one. Okay. And then for, for you, 
So it was four years of dating before marriage. When did you, not just, you know, which I want to know, when did you know, I think Michelle's forever. And when did it become like a conversation that you guys had? Surely it was before the four years oh, where yeah. you actually talked about like, Hey, and, and so the three questions, because the third one is, did you get down on your knee and do the real traditional thing or what? No, I want to no, know what no, you did. No. Um, uh, do you want to know that first? Or do you want me to go into the? Yeah, other? I'm curious. Oh, uh, I'm. Uh, I wanna, uh, well, you know, I I put it in her McDonald's <laughs> sandwich, and she bit into KU it. Ku is very important <laughs> to my wife, and so um, she works for the University of Kansas Endowment. So oh. I mean, you know, they're raising money for the university all the time, and so you know, she's got Ku tattoo, and I mean, she you know bleeds. Yeah, I you like know, her. She got tattoos. Yo, she got tattoos. Okay. Um, she got a dirty girl. <laughs> I mean, in a good way. I mean, in a good way. Sure, yeah. I'm going to say that till we get home tonight. If it backfires, you better get your editing skills fast. <laughs> um, so I thought it would be important to, you know, we, she lived a little bit off campus there so we could walk up there a lot. And, and uh, it wasn't unusual for us to go walking on Tuesday nights because, and again, we, you know, because of schedules and a little bit of distance, we had to, you know, it was every Tuesday I went up there because I had something to go with the kids on Wednesday. And then she she teaches fitness classes. So she had, you know, so it's just it was Tuesdays was our day all the time during the week. And we used to went walking and we went on a little walk for campus, which wasn't unusual. But I had that ring right here in the uh, old pocket. And I was like, yeah, you know, I had to keep my hands in there because I was like, she's going to see this big old box in there. She's going to know what's going to happen, you know. And yeah. But we went to this little thing called Potter's Br Potter's Pond or Potter's Bridge. It's right Potter's there on Bridge. The Potter's Bridge. And that's where I asked her to marry me. And of course she loved it. I oh mean, it my was, gosh. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. If you would have said something like, well, I just, you know, we were talking. I was like, if I asked you to marry, would you do? I'd be like, oh dear Lord, Lance. Yeah. That's a really pretty spot. My daughter went to KU and we took some okay. senior pictures there. So yeah. yeah. Yep. And Michelle's Michelle wants to get back to Lawrence. And I told her, I was like, she's really ingenious because we actually got married then in South park, which is down there in the, you know, right by the courthouse and all that right mm -hmm. off of mass. And I thought, oh, you know, after we got married, I thought, okay, well, now I've got a, this is like sacred ground to me a little bit because this is where we got married. Yeah. So now, like, she's, you know, it's always, we're always going back up to Lawrence, you know, because not that we wouldn't have, but I'm like, sure. now I've got a little stake in the game yeah. up there. That's yep. cool. So did you, um, did she have any idea that it was coming? Like any? Like, had you guys looked at rings and all? Oh, yeah. we Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. But um, didn't know when I would do it. I, I you know, for us, it, you know, we, I like to get vulnerable at times, but I, for us, it was just at the, we went through one rough period. It was, we just talked about, it, it was two years ago around Christmas time. So I don't know, nine, 2019. And we had been dating for about three years, I think at that point. And she could sense maybe that it just wasn't going anywhere. Mm. And I'm interested in your thoughts on this, Susanna, because for her, the way she expressed it was, she's like, I love you. I could marry you, but you've got other commitments with kids and I don't want to do this distance thing. I'm ready to be in a relate, you know? Yeah. So it was, she couldn't see it an end of the tunnel. And, and, you know, I was at this place where I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, you know, you've got a deep commitment to your kids and I'm not yeah. just going to, you know, pick them up and move to Lawrence or, you know, or even out of the school district, you know? So there was all this tension that was going on and we went through a, you know, we went through the, well, let's take a break. 
we just never could quit each other, oh, which was one thing that, you know, came back awesome. to made me think that, I mean, I always say she's one of the most fascinating and interesting people that I know. And I love being in friends with her. I mean, just, I love it, you know? Yeah. And that was the way that our, we had the physical connection, all of it, you know, it just, but um, where was I going with this? So we got to this rough period and I knew at that moment that I was like, something's going to, I got to do something. Yeah. So I started thinking I real, right, exactly. <laughs> and, and I ended up, you know, that's when I thought, okay, I started thinking, I was like, her son is going to be in middle school or he's leaving fifth grade. He's going to, it'll be a good transition point for him. You know, I just started thinking through these times and I said, what if we did this? And she was like, yeah, I think if you could do that, that would work out. And bam, we were right back on the wagon and and then yeah. the next year I asked her to marry me and, and then it was all great after that. But I did, you know, that those types of things happen when you get a little bit older in life. You know, you might find the right person, but life circumstances and logistics just don't allow it to to continue. Yeah. And that's certainly we had to go through that. Yeah. That's because Larry and I were in a similar situation. He lived in Lawrence, the one that just oh, passed okay. away. He lived in Lawrence, but his kids are grown. So mm -hmm. I'm the one with the younger kids. His kids were already out mm -hmm. of the house. So, but he took care of his mother. Oh, so he didn't feel like he could leave her, yeah. you know, and stuff. So, um, just because of health issues and stuff. Right. And, and so it was a debate here at the end, you know, it was kind of thrown around about marriage and stuff right before he passed and jokingly, but we were also kind of talking about how we could remodel my place to fit him. Okay. For fit, have him move in because my place is very small. I'm in a duplex, very small place. <laughs> we're already overflowing, <laughs> but you know, like expanding into the attic. So he'd have room for his clothes and stuff because he had a lot more clothes than I did. Okay. So he needed it his own room. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't need a closet. He needed an attic. He needed a whole room. <laughs> and so, you know, and things like that. And it, it, but it was still something of, well, we still need to take care of your mom. Right. And we can't go too far, you know, because I don't want to take my kids out of their school district. Plus we just moved my parents up close to me. They're uh -huh. five minutes from me. And so I need to be close to them to take care of them. And you're going to take care of your mom. Yep. And it was just, yeah. you know, one of those things, logistic, we were trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. and that's but a lot we wanted to figure it out because yeah. we, We'd started, you know, he started saying things like, well, you can't get rid of me. And I'm like, no, you can't get rid of me. Right. We're, we're in this together for life. Yeah, you know, yeah. we just, we didn't talk about it, you know, in depth. We would just would say comments like that. And him and my daughter on Black Friday, they tease each other. She was like, well, you're not, it's not like you've asked my mom to marry you or anything. He goes, well, she won't. And you know, they were joking uh -huh. and picking at each other, but picking at me and I'm standing right next to him going, <laughs> what's going on here yeah. you know um and in fact one of his friends even mentioned after he passed that he was trying to get them together a couple of days before he passed get the guys together that he was gonna he thought he was gonna oh. talk to them about proposing to me wow yeah. so and that's the part of the thing i don't i don't think we think about in in dating is all the logistical challenges oh. of like what what would it mean if we were to be together yeah like what does that look like you know where are we going to live what about the kids you know yeah um, i think that's where women and men differ there because men do don't think about it that's one of the first things i'm thinking about when i start talking to somebody oh, where do wow. they live now because i know i don't want to move because of my kids and i want them to finish in this school district 
we're close. I've, I'm on countdown. He's, I told my kid when he turned 13, you got five years, <laughs> you know, but that's one of the things right. I think about. We're looking at boobs and butts and you're looking at how many kids I'm, in school, where do you, what school district you in? <laughs> right? <laughs> and Tinder, it's not a mile. Out. They should make that on a dating app, right? <laughs> I'm only looking for men in this school district. Well, they do. Well, they do. Yeah, they do. They you do can distance. say I can go a mile, two miles, three well, miles. Well, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. So, but, and I've, I've never let that be a factor in dating someone, but it's something that when I'm first talking to somebody that I'm yeah. thinking about in the back of my head, if this goes somewhere, yeah. do you here? I'm interested in this and both of you, do you, when I was with, when, when Michelle and I started dating, I remember this moment and you said, when do I know? I feel like there was another moment later, but early on it was, we were probably three or four months in and I, and I'm, I can make you and I've talked about this to me, you know, I, I, I'm an emotional guy. I can make an emotional connection with someone, but, but I'm a handful and, and I can be a handful and sure. there's a lot of lands that, that you got to get used to. <laughs> and I am aware of that. No, trust and, me. I am aware of myself <laughs> like that too. And, and uh, why I like you. Right? <laughs> there's a lot going on. <laughs> and for me, I knew that I was at this moment. It was maybe around the three or four month mark that I thought, okay, I was, you know, I had good relationship with some guy friends. We were, we had a good rhythm going on. It was a big group that we hung out with. And I thought I wanted to, I was enjoying Michelle and everything, but I thought if I continue on past this moment, I'm, I'm kind of signing up for a little bit of this. And there's that weird moment where, you know, you have to, I don't know whether they call it the DTR or not define the relationship, but you have to do it only in your own mind. Because yep. I knew when I was, there's another thing when you think about when you get older, right? That it's like, you know, it's one thing to date when you're 20, you could date someone for a year or two years or something. And you go away to college and they go away to college somewhere else. And you're like, it's just a natural break. That doesn't, doesn't happen when you get to be our age. There's a lot more, your stability and things. And you kind of have to be fair to the other person to think, you know, am I, am I being, you know, true to this person by continuing on because I'm not yeah. going to date her for another year, year and a half. And then be like, I just don't think I'm ready to get married. You know, like, yeah. If you go past that, whatever that moment is for you, you've kind of committed that this person is the person you could marry and stick with it. If not, then get out. Did you ever feel like that? Yes. Actually, we had a conversation about it because he was the first one to say, I love you. Okay. And I froze because it was probably April timeframe and we started dating in February. So it okay. was pretty quick yeah. that he said it and we were at his buddy's house and we were just the two of us in the kitchen getting food ready and stuff. And, and he said it and I just froze and I don't know what my face looked like, but he just turned around, walked outside and put meat on the smoker. And I'm just, Sitting I'm there with an out. I love you on your lap, not knowing what to do with it. <laughs> right. Right. It, or it might've been early May, but I was just like, uh, and he said it another time and again, just kind of walked away. And I'm just like, I, I couldn't even say anything. I was just frozen. You know, and, and he said something to me, he goes, well, you know, I've thrown this out there. It was a text message or a phone call later and he threw it out there and I'm like, I'm getting closer. It's really hard for me. Mm -hmm. And he goes, well, you know, I've been really patient because I'd had, I've wanted to say it long before that He goes, I've been really patient because I think you're worth it. And I'm like, just give me a little more time. You know, this is my first real serious relationship, you know, with yeah. anybody after your divorce, you mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've dated a few guys, but it wasn't, the feelings weren't like this. Right. Was, so yeah. So you never had anybody that you had dated before him where you contemplated marriage. Right. Yeah. Okay. No. 
Fascinating. Nope. And, um, and so finally we were drunk at a float trip one night and he started asking me and I just broke down crying and then said, yes, I love you. And, and he was like, why didn't you say this before? I said, because I have a lot of walls, which I know we talk about with the singles and stuff that you have to let down those walls. And I could hear Timmy going, yeah, you need to put those walls down. Yeah. But it was something that was difficult for me. And the next day he goes, did you regret saying that? I said, no, the liquor, the whiskey helped me say what I've been wanting to say. Yeah. But I, I've been holding back. And he goes, well, I've been very patient, but I was about to give up. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. no, just, you know, be patient yeah. with me. And he was, um, which is kind of out of character for him to be mm. patient like yeah. that. But, but he was like, you were worth it. Mm -hmm. fear, fear is a disability for sure. I mean, it, it oh, yeah. definitely, uh, there's a, there's a great, um, meme that i saw it was a very religious meme but i thought it was it was a cute meme and it's this little girl and she's holding this little bitty teddy bear and jesus is standing in front of her and behind his back is a huge teddy bear mm. and he has uh the teddy bear behind his back and his other hand is reaching towards her to grab her little teddy bear and it, and it just says trust me oh. and 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 she was like but i love my little teddy bear you know so it was this thing of you know, if she would let go of what she thinks she, she would get something right. bigger and better. Right. And I think sometimes in love, you know, when we have been hurt, it, it is scary. Do, yeah. do I want to trust my heart to someone and yeah. am I going to get hurt? Is you and again? I talked about it and I was very hesitant and about him and about the relationship in the beginning and stuff for a while, because it just seemed too good to be true. You know, you're waiting mm -hmm. for the other shoe to drop. Now, did I think he was perfect? Oh, definitely not. Right. Definitely not. I saw his flaws, but they didn't bother me. No. And that's actually, we're going to take a short commercial break, but that's what I want to come back and talk about is what, especially Susanna, what do you think for the most part women are looking for in a prospective mate? We're going to come right And back. I want to talk about the mathematical theory of optimal stopping theory. Yes. In I'm, that conversation. I'm very curious to hear that because you texted it to me and I didn't know what it was. So we'll be right back with more on dating, love, sex, relationships, and marriage. All right. We're back uh, here with Lance Strickland and Susanna to talk about love, marriage, dating, all that fun stuff. So we at before the break, I mentioned – uh, curious what, what you and your girlfriends, uh, who are single when they talk about dating or what they're looking for, what's important to them. Do you find any common denominators that, that you could enlighten us guys? Yeah. Let us, let us in on the, <laughs> well, I'll do <laughs> Give the, us the skinny. I'll yeah. do a disclaimer. As Timmy has said, I don't think like most chicks. So, <laughs> yeah. but cause Oh, girls are, I think, a little bit more dramatic than I usually am. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, it's all that when we ask the girls in the singles group and stuff, and I, my girlfriends talk about it, it's the same kind of things that they say, which I'm like, let's think outside the box a little bit, ladies. You know, yes, integrity, honesty, someone who wants to commit. Those are, to me, are standards and given givens whether you're a male or a female looking for somebody yeah. that's i mean everybody right. wants honesty right. and somebody with integrity i want somebody I mean, who's gonna lie right. to me who's right. gonna right so when people post that i kind of like 
give us more. Yeah. That kind of irritates me. That should be a standard thing, right? Yeah, standard expectation. But I think women are looking for the chivalry. Some women will say, I know you've talked about it, where the women are like, I can hold my own door. No, 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 ladies, let the man hold the door for you because that gives them pride in being able to do it for you. But it also shows you that a man cares, whether it's yeah. a complete stranger or your boyfriend, right. your dad, your son, I make my sons open the doors for me, Yeah, you know, and it's become habit now for them because I want them to, to do that for other women. But Absolutely. chivalry is a big thing. Every man should do it, whether you know the woman or not. Yeah, yeah it's there's a there's like a fine line of distinction, right? It's not this sign of inferiority or weakness, right? You know, it's I know that I, I know that you're capable of opening the door for you, but it's I think I like the way you put it. And that is it's just a sign that that you care about this person. Michelle, I think is a lot of like that. So she's, you know, she likes to remind me that, you know, she's like, well, I got my own money and I can pay for my own dinner. And I'm like, I know you can't honey, yeah, you know? Right. And, yeah. and, and those that, you know, when she, and she'll drop those little hints every once in a while, just kind of jokingly or jovially, but sure. I, but I'm like, I, I think it's important for her to make, to let she wants to know that she has this independence still. And, yeah. you know, she's not there having to rely on me and support and all that. But it doesn't mean that she doesn't like for me to, to pay for the meal and, right. and to buy her something or, you know, yeah. and, um, and, you know, women's rights and, and, you know, she's probably much more of a feminist than I ever thought I would have married or dated. I mean, that <laughs> was, you know, but, but, but it's, but, you know, there's, that doesn't mean that she also isn't like, you should be holding the door for me. Right. And yeah. I want to be like. I thought you were a feminist. And, right? and she's like, you can well, get your own damn door. Right. And I'm like, I sure must have this all wrong somehow then, but I will get the door for you. Yeah. You know, it's a sign of respect. Yeah. You know, and because um, Larry um, would always open the door for me. There was, I can count two or three times that he didn't open my door for me in the car. And it was because I was the driver. <laughs> you know, that's the few times that I would right. drive. Side note, I don't, I don't like getting in the car without driving. Mm. Larry drove most of the time. It was very like if we went somewhere and it was his turn to be the drinker and it was my turn to be the DD. Yeah. Cause I made him take turns with me. He didn't want to, but I yeah. made him occasionally. But those were the times that I drove. Yeah. 99.99% mm. of the time he drove. Yeah. So, so we talk about chivalry. Um, it's like we're playing tennis here. So on my end, I'm thinking chivalry, which I love and I teach, you know, this, yeah. um, I, I, I used to say it's I'm old school. It's like, nah, I just think that's the way it, that is the school. Like that's the way it should be. Mm -hmm. It's not old school. I think guys should be chivalrous, but I think from, from a man's perspective, what, what we like, and I'm curious what Lance thinks. I love, now I know there's different strokes for different folks, but I like femininity. I like opening the door for you. Of course you can open your own fucking door. I know yeah. that. Right. Right. I want to do it because I care or out of respect because I still like, I, even if I'm not dating someone, if I'm walking into the mall and I see a grandma walking up to the door, even if I run up real quick and I grab the door and they always appreciate uh -huh. it, you know, they always right. appreciate it. And obviously I'm not doing it to, no. to hook up with them or right. like, I'm doing it out of, that's a gilf. Yeah. That's a gilf, not yeah, a milf, a gilf. <laughs> 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 oh my God. That's so funny. 
Oh, I was thinking awesome. gilf. Oh, milf. Oh, I got what you're saying. <laughs> Grandma's. The, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think I think for so the balance I think to chivalry is I like doing that kind of stuff. And I, they should I always thank you for it. A lot of women don't, and I don't get that. Um, I also, you know, another thing with respect is yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. People, you know, I'll say it and I say, sir, all the time. And people are like, I'm not that old. It's not an age mm. thing. It's a respect thing yeah. for me. That that one drives me nuts. Because it is disrespectful to me. Like, and I don't know why I have this pet peeve, but I just do. Because I noticed it when someone said it. But when someone goes, hey, bud, I don't like that. Especially, no. especially if I know them. Yeah. Now, buddy, that doesn't bother me as bad. But it's like, if they're like, hey, bud, I'm like, don't fucking say that to me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I had, yeah, like, and if I know the person a little bit, I'll say, hey, like, don't call me bud. My yeah. name's Timmy. Right. <laughs> then I was like, oh, like, I'm like, no. Like, I say, I, don't call me Susan. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> just right. So, just, I'm just curious. Is Bud, if you were someone called you bud? Oh, uh, probably, yeah. yeah. I don't know why. It's just derogatory. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, something about it. Yeah. It's a little too familiar or something. I don't know what it, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested in, in, you I'm picking up from from what you're putting down and that you know you like the chivalry and and you also uh you know said you know you call the you know sir and something which you know it's kind of formal but in your mind it's the sign of respect and everything what those are all kind of uh cueing that of maybe what you're looking for in someone right and it's yep. you know if that person then re reciprocated in a way that you know, well, thank you, ma'am, or something, you know, you wouldn't yeah. be like, well, we're back in the, you know, Western times <laughs> here. And you know what I mean? Howdy, Where's your horse Where's your horse you know, but you're like, you're right in booth, but you're kind of like, that might be a little bit of a sign that you may be like this guy, you know, you find him a little attractive. Yeah. What is your, what, how do you signal to someone or what are the cues you're looking for or in, in those type of things? I'm interested in that with you as Ooh, well, Timmy, yeah. like, like Wait. kind of what's your playing card, you know, where do you, What's that one thing that you go to a lot to kind of pick up that something going on? You know, I got a little something here going. Interested. Yeah. yeah, I'm really awful at that, <laughs> honestly. And, and letting guys know that, you know, that I'm interested. I either do way too much, go to extreme or I don't at all. I'm awful at that, just to be honest. But, you know, I just flirt. You know, yeah. I, I, you know, if, if a like guy looking at him, yeah, smiling, if he looks your way, but right. what are the, what are the, what are the strengths about you that you love about yourself that you play off of when you're doing it, even subconsciously? Like, let me give you an example. Maybe that'll help. Like with me, I knew that I was a high energy person and, and, you know, and, and had lots of interests and things like that. So you know, I, you know, to talk about something that just didn't matter, wasn't going to really be my cup of tea. And so I certainly didn't signal with that. I wanted to know that the person, we could have a little intellectual foreplay right. between the two oh, of yeah. us, you know, that was important to me. It may not be for other people. So I signaled with that, but those were things I knew I loved about myself. What are those things about you that you think I'm playing these cards? <laughs> uh, well, the hard to get Ooh. Uh, that. and, and uh, giving, teasing and giving a hard time um okay. i'm constantly guys are like you're just really making me work for this aren't you well yes i am <laughs> <laughs> yes i am i like and that. and i like to tease and joke and flirt in the yeah. middle of all that to me that's yeah. 
And I need somebody who feeds back off of that. I if like you that. don't, if you're not like constantly going back uh -huh. and forth with me with that, banter. I lose. Yeah. The banter. Yeah. I lose interest very quickly. Interesting. Oh. So that's, I need Yeah, that. I like that. What Didn't about you, Timmy? So, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> so I like I'm this. Like, this is interesting because you know guys at home are scribbling these notes down. <laughs> so, as soon as Susanna's ready, they're gonna have the, the playbook has been written. <laughs> There's a few things I will not share. No. Uh that's a great question that I've really never thought. Like, how am I signaling or what signals I'm looking for? So for me, and, and I really ha wouldn't have thought of this until what you said right before we came live on yeah. live. I am probably over the top romantic. Mm. Yep. But it's it's been my killer. And it's also been the one that gets girls to fall in love with me when then I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't want you to fall in love with me. Right. But it's also backfired. Mm. Um like it, like I, it's been too much too yes, early. Yes, like I, I'm just this guy, man. Right. And I fucking did it recently. <laughs> but it was a good occasion. It was her birthday, so I brought her flowers. But I, this, I'm super romantic. I'm the guy that on the first date will bring you flowers. Mm. Uh, I'm the guy that will find out where you work, and I'll leave a note on your car during the day. So after work, you'll come out to your car mm -hmm. and be like, "Oh, mm -hmm. not everybody thinks." Oh, some people are like, "This right. is creepy." Right, you right. Know? And so well, I've had on it go the person. <laughs> right. And the, the problem is, is I can catch feels quick. Yeah. So like, I can meet someone, and if I'm into them, I can be into them. Like, right. Uh, this might be the one. You know, like I can yeah. be quickly. Now that's all going on within me. I don't come out and say yeah. that, but but. But I struggle because because I'm feeling maybe mm -hmm. that this is this is a this is a potential whatever. It's when I get squirrely. It's when I it's when I start writing the letters. It's when I start bringing the flowers. It's when I start doing that. Which some you know women might be hearing that going, oh my god, that's so cute. Well, there's there's a, several things. One, if you know me, right. you yeah. know I'm not a creep. So that does seem yeah like oh that's wonderful. But imagine if I meet someone online. And then we go on a first date and I show up with flowers. Right, <laughs> right. Like, so no, I'm right. I, you're I, like, you're not, a tryhard. I really struggle. I really struggle because I had that happen. I had someone that knew me, followed me on social media, knew I was, knew yeah. I wasn't a creep. And I, the first date, very first date, I brought her flowers. I knew she was taking a trip and I knew she loved fiction. So I got her really this top oh, New York bestseller fiction book. And I took her to Pierpont's. Whoa. Wow. Okay. And we now, I know that's over, mm, over fucking board. I right. knew, now yeah. I yeah, realize like, that. Now what's the yeah. second day going to be like? Oh, Netflix yeah, we're and gonna, chill? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a trip to Cavo? <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Definitely cannot be Netflix and chill. <laughs> so, I, you know, so that's my signaling is also what I'm trying to reel in. And, you know, and as yeah. I'm talking, I'm like, Fuck. Well, I was thinking that when you said that the girls that don't reciprocate, it's it's somewhat maybe of a, they're just not for me. Then. Well, they're not your right. That's right. the filter in the next. Same, right. Next. I always say next. Let's yeah. go. On, move on. What is it? Do you think that? I guess you know. I'm sitting here thinking to myself. I, I the girls that responded, they loved my personality. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I knew that was my. My, strong suit. right i'm a ginger you know i'm not a bad looking guy but i'm not a tattooed up long hair you know what i mean like yeah. i knew my playing card and part of this is the story that i probably told myself for years growing up and being a redhead and you know that you know you hear women right talk about it well there are no nobody's talking about like have you seen that 
redhead on channel five on you know NCI you know it's like it's usually some dark you know so you're so, like i better pump up my personality right, i gotta have something other than that's my playing card you know and so of course then when you start dating some people and i look back and i'm like you know you start dating a few people and you're like okay well i'm the girls that i'm dating i'm attracted to you know it's not yeah. like and so you kind of get a little bit more confidence but i think that's part of it and and you just kind of learn over time what your strengths are and you play that that piece. But I also think that the people that respond to me are usually people that are going to be a good match for me. I remember when I was online, one of the first tests that I, uh, Michelle always said, you know, like, that's the other thing. you got to have a lot of tests, right? And she's like, oh, how many more tests do I have to have? You know, I'm like, <laughs> well, we got a full year of seasons and holidays, first of all. <laughs> so we're only on Valentine's Day. Thanks, Todd. We got it. <laughs> right. Thanks, Todd. Right. But one of mine was just early on, you know, the apps are kind of cumbersome in the, in the messaging and stuff, you know. And I was like pretty, you know, maybe a day and maybe not if we were going back and forth. But I'd be like, hey, do you want to get off the app and just text me? If they said no, they were like, I don't want to give you my phone number. Total their progress. To me, that was just a little bit like. I don't know that we're going to be, if you're that nervous about this or right. you're it's that just guarded, a phone number. it's just a right. phone number. Block you can block me. me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I, yep. and then I was like, is it going to work out? Which is, seems like an odd test, but it just was an important test to me. Well, here's what yeah. I think is great about that because I'm much the same way. When I match with someone, I'm like, I don't, I'm like, Hey, I'm not much of a texter. I'd rather talk on the phone, right. meet for coffee uh, quickly. I don't want really to waste my fucking time chatting with you through this app to find out you're a bot or whatever <laughs> right. well, but i think that that to your point i think the reality is i look at a phone number as a way that i could actually look you up oh, and see yeah. if you're real yeah because you know? you'll show up on facebook as a friend yeah. suggestion yeah and then, right. then i can stalk you on facebook <laughs> yeah don't think i don't so, do that <laughs> so i think it's really really important because i i i feel that you know if someone's on social media and they're involved like come on we talk about privacy like you're exactly. out there like, giving yeah. me your phone number right. is not any big deal no. but because it is a big deal to you that that doesn't exactly right yeah that that was exactly how i was and um i'm curious back to your whole romantic thing because i've picked this up kind of in just the short time that i've you know you've dated and we've been buddies been um what do you what is it that you're trying to vet out or why is that the signaling that you, th what, what's, what's this is what, so go, good. Go, I, layer, go down yeah. a layer. What's, so, what's happening there? I want to, I have to be honest. So this is very vulnerable for me because I've, you've pricked on something that I've not really given it thought of what is behind it and why I do it. Uh -huh. So I'm really not totally sure. But as you're talking, I'm like, this is fucking weird. It's like a counseling session. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think there's this part of me that wants to be a hero. I want to sweep in, sweep someone mm. off their feet. Now, I don't want someone that you know doesn't have a job and have to take care of them. Like, no, fuck no, that. I, right. no, Not no, that no, kind no, of hero. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's get real. Like, I want someone that's going to be contributing and we're yeah. gonna partnership. And I, I do not want to take care of someone in that way. Um, but I think there is this part of me that wants to be the the hero. Like, I want to mm -hmm. be the best person you've ever dated. Mm -hmm. And well, maybe and, you should and, think of it not as being a hero, but as being a how do I want to wear like a Clark Gable. Someone yeah. who comes mm, in and sweeps somebody off their feet, not being a hero because you're not right. You don't need to rescue her because that's right. really what he is trying to get at. Is that yeah. what I'm picking up from him is the clerk. Yeah, yeah. yeah I want to be Mr. Debonair. I want to come in yep. and be like, "Wow, you." Yeah. And the yeah. problem is, is it doesn't like, like, always like wow. the biggest compliment to you is 
when she texts you and says, I cannot stop thinking about you. Yes. You're like, oh, I've, <laughs> and it's because of all the things that you've done. Yeah. 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 And the, the, yeah, exactly. It, there is something about it because you're, you're right. If, if, um, you know, it's funny, I'm trying to think now in the year and a half, uh, my brain's going everywhere. So in my marriage, that was something that my ex would admit to today. I was very much, the, I planned dates. I did flowers. I didn't turn off the sound. I, uh, you know, left notes on her car. I mean, we were married 15 years. Yeah. I'd still leave notes on her car. I'd still, you know I mean? Like I would send letters yeah. out and out the mail and they'd come back. Cause I knew she checked the mail. Yeah. You know, so cool. that kind of stuff, like <laughs> that, 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 that's just natural for me. And, yeah. and it wasn't, you know, I wasn't. So now when I do it, it's not to, I'm trying to get in their pants. That's actually not it. Like, mm -hmm. This is who I am. Yeah. Like this is how languages. I operate. Yeah. It's yeah. one of my love languages to, to really do something special for you. Um, there's a girl that I kind of fancy that I'm, I'm talking to right now. And, and I sent her a letter Yeah, and she took a picture of it and was like, Oh my gosh, that was so awesome. And I felt so good. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, man, I hope I don't fuck it up by being super like that. You know, yeah. like, yeah, he sent me a letter kind of creepy, but kind of cute. Like, right. so anyway, I'm still trying to figure that out really. But you know that you're going to keep playing that card. Oh, and, it's me. And it's you. It's, it's and if one. she's, if she does like it, then you're, she's probably not the one nope. for you. Right. Yeah. Right. If she does. Yeah. If she, it's right. Lance, if she's turned off by that. Right. I, I mean, that's like you're, you're turned off by tattoos. Well, right. I, I'm sorry. Right. That's I have a lot right. of tattoos, so right. that's not going to change. That's what some some of the singles get caught up on is they have a picture of what somebody should be like and they have to fit that. And they get so frustrated with with that when someone doesn't fit their mold, what's in their mind. Mm. You can't. Everyone is different. Yeah, that's mm. so good because that's it's so good because, you know, I do. I want someone who's going to end up being like Larry was. Well, yeah, but I'm not going to find somebody who's exactly right. like him. Right. And I know that Yeah. you have to give people grace in yeah. that kind of thing. Do I want someone who will go to country music concerts with me? Not just country, but red dirt country, you know, yeah. yes, red dirt country. That's yeah. what I want, you know, and I want yeah. someone who knows how to dance and because that's what we did. And we're willing I, to learn willing to learn right. because that's what I did before him and I did with him and mm -hmm. I'll continue to do. Yeah. So I want someone who's like that. You know, there's, yes, I want someone who's like that, but it's somebody who's willing to learn and be interested in what I'm interested in, but also let me learn from them. Yeah. And I, you bring up a good point. I think part of the challenge in dating is in order to impress you, Lance, I'm going to be a certain way. Right. Right. And, and we can get, we say this when you get married, sometimes I say, well, you know, I lost myself in my relationship or whatever. And it, 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 I think to your point about what you were saying about me is for me to not be romantic would me not being me. Right. So if I was to not be romantic and I won someone over that way, I'm not being true to myself. And yeah. so it really is important. Now I believe I, I, I should temper it. I mean, you know, I, I should be aware of it. It should be a balance. Right. I mean, you know, just because, well, no, I'm just loud and obnoxious. Yeah. You probably should, like, right. you should work right. on that. Right. But still allow yourself to, well, no, but I am passionate. Like that's right. just who I am. Right. right. I, I can't, sub, I can, I can be aware of that and, and, you know, temper it. I can't think of the right word, but you know, control myself. 
but this is who I am. You know, this is how I am. I read, I'm really interested in you guys when you, when you said this about, um, I'm interested because it was a little bit contrary to what, or, or the counter to what you said. And that is open. I, I get what you're saying about, you know, kind of have a, don't, you know, she not, doesn't have to be blonde and blue eyed and six right. foot two and have a certain job and, you know, right. match the mold. But I was fascinated by this. I'll find the article. I'll send it to you. You can send it to Santa. But um, it basically, I won't get it right, but it was so well worded. It said something to the fact that for so long you you were alone and you were waiting for this person to show up. And, and when that person then therefore did show up, it was like you knew them forever oh. and they unpacked it and the reason that they said that you knew that you felt like you knew this person forever was because forever you've been imagining this type of a person and now they're here in flesh and blood form i was fascinating by this because awesome. there was you know what i mean because we do that right like even like even though you're not ready to date right now Susanna, you're there is a part of you that's imagining what the person might be like yeah. that is going to date you. Now he's not going to show up exactly like that, but no. that's not the point. The imagination is. And then when that, it, so we always say that it's like, I remember Michelle and I saying that it was like, I feel like I've known you like you, you, we've been best buds forever. Yeah. And it's comfortable. And it's I'm, comfortable. I'm yeah. And the reason is because you attract that person because, and the reason I was attracted to her is because in many ways I had been imagining her in my life. What do you think about that? Yes, I totally agree because that's how Larry and I were. Um, we met on Tinder. We um, talked in December of last year. It was like, hey, how are you doing? You know, that kind of thing. And it ended. And I was like, okay, he must have moved on to somebody else because he didn't respond to my last message. So, okay, well, you know, whatever. Come um, beginning of February, he's like, why did we stop talking? I said, my smart ass self. I said, because you didn't respond to me to find out he had covid he came down really sick with, oh. and what we now know is covid nobody knew what it was then yeah. and was sick for a month and a half and we started talking on the third we met on the fourth we did not okay. waste any time but the weird thing is 10 days before we met we were at a concert together and his friend took a selfie of their group and i'm in the background <gasps> Wow. There is many, so, yeah. many times that we should have met many, many times because yeah. we go to the same concerts. Yeah. We're both NASCAR fans. I mean, yeah. we both went dancing at the same places. There were so many times we should have met. But and, you know, we were like, why? And I said, because I wasn't ready. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was God placing yeah. us in the right spot at the right time because I went, if I'd met him at that concert, I was dating somebody else at that right. concert that night. It ended the next day. It was a very short one of those. You yeah. just went out on a few yeah. dates. It ended the next day. But, you know, it's it's That's just one of those things that yeah. you see that we should have met many times over and we just automatically clicked uh -huh. with we have the same interests, the same right. likes. And the compatibility right. piece is a, is a big deal. When people talk about soulmates, which I don't believe in, but the but the idea of it is simply that hey we just we're so compatible so i feel like but now i'm getting a whole new thought on this i've never heard that said before i i say that you should have a journal you should write down the person that you're looking for their traits yada yada mm -hmm. i think it's really really important so what i'm hearing you say like in my mind i was like well that's it that's the line right there you should be imagining 
your partner now, even right. before you ever meet them, imagine them. Right. And I mean, this is like, you know, having a vision board, you know, they teach yeah. us in leadership, yeah. they teach us yeah. in, in success and, yeah. and, you know, uh, the house that you want, put that picture up there to dream. Not, right. Uh, I think it's the same thing in a relationship, not just physical traits though. If those are important to you, that's fine too. Um, but what is it about this person? You know, yeah. that I want someone outgoing that's right. active, that's exploratory, right. that's open-minded that, you know, whatever, you know, whatever those things are. And here's the thing. And I've had to learn this in, in my, you know, year and a half of, of dating now as a, as a newly single guy is there are times that I'll see someone cause I'll do the online stuff and then I'll jump off and be like, yeah, just meet people in the real world, which is typically what I do anyway. But anyway, I'll, I'll look and I'll say, okay, I'm physically attracted to that person, but then it'll say once children or, you know, in other words, oh, one, right. And I'm like, because you go for those twenty year olds. Hey, I'm in my thirties now. All right. <laughs> Mentally. Mentally. So I'm doing generational dating. <laughs> I'm doing research, guys. Come on. Uh-huh. Um, so, but I'll 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 want to swipe right, like, because I'm looking. I'm like, I mean, their bio sounds great. They're cute, but they want kids. Why would I even start down that road? You know. All oh, right. And it, you just swipe left, right? Yeah. So I, I, you know, to what we had talked about about compatibility, or what I mentioned about compatibility. I do, you know, I'm very vocal. I'm not a big drinker, but I like to smoke weed on occasion. It's legal here in Missouri, everybody. It's legal. So uh, that's a that's not a deal breaker. Like I don't need my partner to smoke weed too. Right. But I definitely can't have someone that is anti. Right. That right. you know. So like I've dated guys who who smoke pot. They can do that. That's not my thing. Yeah. I tried it once, and I literally got sick so yeah i'm good yeah i'm the drinker you know right. you can do that i'll drink my whiskey yeah. <laughs> you know see, it's that's that compatibility that, yes that's the open-minded piece because even i'll yeah. have a lot of christians that'll come to me and you know and feel like you know they're a christian they need to find a christian right and i and i always say this i say listen if that's super big time important and if you're if you think like that you're right it is important then like yeah. if you're a hardcore Christian and you think, you know, Jesus is the only yeah. way and everybody else is not, well, you, you will have to marry someone that is a Christian to, and believe to that, that degree. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise it'll be that person. They'll be praying for you. Yeah. I, I, I remember talking whatever. to a, a girl at church and man, I was just stupid things. I do. I kept seeing this girl in, and I was like, you know, sorry, but knew nothing about her. And I just got the vibe that she would, I mean, I kept maybe looked to see if there was a ring or something and didn't, but literally what in worship at a huge church, I'm walking out with my kids and I, you know, I only see, get a chance to see this gal once a week. And sometimes if she's not there, I wasn't there and you know, it's a big yeah. church. So maybe I just missed her, but I saw her and the kids went out and I was like, normally I wouldn't have done this, you know, but I was like, I went back in, I was like, hang on. So I you know, was outside in the fort. I went back in and I tapped this girl on the shoulder and I was like, gave her my number. And I said something like, "Would you know, get in touch with me or I can't even remember, but it was freaking creepy yeah. weird. I can tell you that, <laughs> but she did. She called me and I was Here's like, my hotel room key. Right, and, it was <laughs> and I was like, and she, and so we ended up talking, but immediately I could tell that her and I, she was a, had a much more conservative position on homosexuality than I did. Oh. And that just, to me, I knew that there was not going to be some compatibility there. Nope. Even though we're at the same church and everything, I could just, 
And so the degree of your faith in that, I mean, even finding a Christian, but there's all sorts of different flavors out there and you yes. got to find one that matches up to the one you like to taste. Oh, and that's, that is a deal breaker for me. Like I said earlier that, you know, I'm, I, I hesitate to say I'm a Christian because that to me and that there's certain yeah. things that that means, but I would, I'm quasi Christian, you know, believe in God and believe Jesus, you know, was a real person and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, you get into the theological per perspectives, uh, it's important for me. So I always say there's a few things I said it recently on a, on a girl that I kind of fancy. And so I, there was a few things I have said to her. Cause she was like, um, I was talking to her on Sunday. She's like, well, going to church. I'm like, I was like, oh shit. Really? Yeah. Dude. When she said that, I was like, okay, like now I'm gonna have to say a few things to to kind of find out you yeah. know where where she's at when it as it relates to church and stuff. You know, because I'm totally okay with with someone going to church. I mean, hello, sure. <laughs> evangelical pastor for 30 years. So I'm totally comfortable with someone. You got being, the Christian you know, fish tattooed on your I ass. I do, right? I, mean, I got <laughs> Jesus on my arm. You know, people go, Do you love Jesus? I'm like, yeah, he's by my side, literally all the time. <laughs> um, but that so I don't mind someone being a Christian or religious or or going to church. I mean, hello, <laughs> like this has been my life. Mm -hmm. But there's a version of my journey that's critically important that that i'm totally okay with you being a christian as long as you're okay with someone being a buddhist and you don't secretly think that you need to win them over mm -hmm. uh or you know what i mean like if if you think doing you know yoga is a sin and meditation is of the devil we're not going to work out right you know like i'm okay with you being a christian but are you okay with me being yeah quasi you know christian yeah. buddhist well, spiritual that's like the political thing you know somebody can be married a democrat can be married to a republican as not in 2020 though but now well. we can <laughs> <laughs> but you know as long as they're understanding of each other's differences yeah. and viewpoints and give each other grace yes yeah. people forget to give grace they do they do seem to not leave room for people um, now there's a, there's a few things that would be a deal breaker for me. You know, if I went out with someone and they're like, yeah, I'm just getting clean from meth. I'd be like, well, uh, <laughs> you're, you're going to be right. doing that without me. <laughs> Been there, done that. You know? I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's certain things to me that are just a, like an absolute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody has their um, deal breakers. But, but in that, you know, your situation, uh, one of my dear friends, uh, Roxanne, her, she's a widow. And when she finally started meeting, you know, going on dates and stuff. She met someone and she really wasn't into him at first, but she said it wasn't like there was anything terrible about him. She goes, there was just certain things. I was just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But she was like, you know what? I'm just going to kind of just hang out and just keep dating and just kind of just see this is just to see where this goes. See if there's anything that like a red flag that just really persists and gets worse or, and, and she just kind of left their left room for grace or mercy and she said about a year later, she goes, I was in total love with him. Mm. And I thought, wow, that's yeah. a fascinating rather than just like the yes, no swipey thing. Look at right. it. Nope, 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 nope. Right. You never know if you met them out and talked yeah. to them, interacted with them, you might be into them. Yeah. You know, yeah. now clearly there are some you can look at and go, no, I absolutely know. Even if they had a great personality, there's no way I could be like you know i don't feel anything with that right right um i yeah man. i i want this this maybe not matches up perfectly but i think you and i think i've talked about this before i think you have to find somebody that you know i'm a high energy i'm a 10 when it comes to energy so michelle can't be a 10 but she can't be a two right so right. she's an eight you know so i think it's important that 
you know, there's if you find somebody that's a little bit two, three degrees off from what you thought, it's it's still worth pursuing because you just don't know. Maybe you don't even know yourself well enough to know where you're compatible. And it's like maybe that's why you've not had great success in the past is because, you know, you're filtering out some people that that in the end might have been great, you know, yep. matches for you in a lot yeah. of ways. I think, yeah, that's I the dating process is such an interesting process to and, and this is one reason why I often teach this. And 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 there's always exceptions. What you said, anomalies, there's always exceptions to the rule, right? you shouldn't have sex on the first date. Well, you should or shouldn't. It just depends. If it's just a hookup, then of course you're going to have sex on the first right. date. But if there's potential for more, then maybe yeah. not, right? But I know, think that's I, important. We've always heard, yeah. yeah. There's, I've always heard those stories. You know, we slept together on the first date. We've been together 50 years. Right. There's always that random yeah. story, yeah. you know. Yeah. But for the most part, right. probably, typically, right. uh, I would say you shouldn't maybe cloud up the relationship through uh, physical intimacy yeah. Just yet. Now it can come pretty. Yeah. The pun. It, needs it can to... happen. It can happen pretty quickly. <laughs> but I think there should be at least some time and some room, really getting to know each yeah. other. You know, the act has to match where brain. you're at emotionally or something, yeah. right? Like, it is. It is a weird. I agree with you. The dynamic is there, but I haven't really been able to put my finger on how to. What is the dynamic? Right. And maybe, do you think that is it? That it's like you know, sex is, and everyone would say it is a sacred act. Oh, I mean, awesome. you know, and so you, you know, we don't go around having sex like we give handshakes away, right? <laughs> but, but and so why is that? Well, because you, the actions, you know, if you kiss on the first date, I guess what I'm saying is whatever physical act you're doing ought to be commensurate with what you're maybe feeling or where the relationship is in its maturity stage. Sure. I'm kind of saying that in, in the a emotional question connection. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that I, I would say you can get the cart before the horse. Listen, I I don't know if there's that many people that think sex is more important than me. I mean, I love <laughs> sex. It's great. I think it's a it's a gift to a, a male and female. It's or male and male. I guess if you're gay, but it's it's just a, it's a great thing. Yeah, I absolutely. Yeah. You love can't it. connect with anybody closer than that, right, really. Right. I mean, it's it's the most vulnerable, most intimate. But if I think if 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 you give my people going to judge this, but if you give that away too quickly and too easily. I don't think that always works in favor of the relationship. Right. Uh, again, not that you can't spend a bunch of time together, like a ton of time for a week, and then you have sex. And you're like, man, you had sex after a week and only two dates? Well, yeah, we would talk on the phone every single night for right. hours. Right. In other words, you were really connecting. Yep. So that's the thing for me. Like, you know, we've all had the hookups. I've all had the, I don't know you, but let's get naked. I mean, that's those are stories most everyone can tell. Right. But when it comes to a long term, hey, I think I might really kind of like care for you. You, you, at least me, I treat that a little different. You know, mm -hmm. when I was in the hookup phase of my life, I was like, I really didn't care if you were hot and you thought I was hot. Let's do this. But now it's like, no, I, I like you. Like, I want to get to know you. Like, I want right. to have this going to sound creepy, but I want to have sex with your brain. Yeah. You know, like, I really oh, yeah. want to be, have that yep. foreplay. Oh, yeah. And sex will be something that happens as an outflow from this connection rather than, yeah. Man, exactly. that was hot and heavy. Yeah. And then, I don't know. That's just me. Maybe, again, maybe that's a little bit of an older school thought. I mean, does that resonate with you, you guys? You, you asked me earlier, you said it's not my, my comment isn't so much on the sexual part of it, although it, it certainly fits. I think you said, you know, when do you kind of know or when did I know from Michelle? I'm interested in you guys' thoughts on this. I think that 
the moment that you can start a mad, like let's say you've gone on a date or a two or something, and you can kind of start imagining things in your life. Like say you like to go camping or you saying like you want, what'd you call it? Red dirt. Yeah. Red dirt country. Red dirt country. (laughs) You know, you start, when you start liking someone, right. The way that you kind of know that it might be the person for you is I started imagining Michelle doing things that like, oh, we go to a canoe trip. I mean, say it might have been nine months off. We go to a canoe trip every month or, you know, every fall or something like you got to come with us. Right. Oh. Like to me, that's a sign that you're like your own subconsciously of slotting this person into your life down the road because the signs that they're you're feeling are like this is you kind of see where I'm going oh, with no, that. I, what are your yeah. thoughts on well, that? No, because of they're, course they're, I said it fits with sex because <laughs> you might be able to imagine that person fitting into your sex life pretty darn quickly. But I can I see was, that happening tonight, <laughs> right? I was referring to more things like maybe having over for Christmas or going right. on a canoe trip, meeting <laughs> parents. parents. No, you know, honestly, that's a that's an interesting thing because I have in in the year and a half of of dating, once my heart was in the position of being even capable of, you know, uh, the thought of really a committed relationship. There have been, um, you know, there's people I've talked to that I'm thinking, huh, you know, and I wonder what would that be like with them going to Florida with me? Yeah. You know, Cause yeah, I go there yeah, every year. Yeah. You know, I, I wonder if they go skiing. I love going skiing. That'd be, I wonder if that'd be like going skiing with them yeah. you know, and, or road trips. Yeah. And, yeah. So you start placing them into your world. Yes. And, and I'll tell you where my thing, this is funny. This is such a great conversation because I'm saying stuff that I haven't really voiced and got it out of my head at all. But for me, one of the signs for me is if I don't mind minimal public display of affection, mm. that means I like you. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Because I've had, and not, and there's girls that I've liked that didn't like me. So I'm not saying like, oh, these girls like me. It, it's equal. I get dumped. I get ghosted just like everybody. But there have been times that, you know, girls will like reach for my hand while we're walking around the plaza. Yeah, and, and, and I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> the real girl might be out here. Yeah. She'll see me and I'm not taken. Right. And, so, and I've had it happen. Yeah. I've had it multiple times where I, I literally, this was a first date and this creeped me out. Here, here I am. Had I really liked her, though, it wouldn't have creeped me out. Uh-huh. I was on the plaza with this We've girl. We've talked about that. It was a first date. She slipped her arm up into my arm, and I think she could tell I got really stiff and and said, oh, look at that car. And I turned, and I, I did something, and then I grabbed my phone to make a phone. <laughs> like, I literally, oh, wow. it, yeah, it, it was our first like, date. And I was like. Don't try. But it to, really made you well, uncomfortable. Yes, I did not like it. But I, you know why? Because I've really thought about it. Like, why didn't I like it? Because yeah. there's a girl I'm talking to now. Yeah. And she reached out and grabbed my hand just for a second, and did, and I, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's a difference there, right? Because I like, I, I kind of like yeah. you, and I like the idea of you grabbing my hand. Now, now I'm not a big like let's make out in the middle of a yeah. restaurant. That's not me. Even if I like you, like I don't really want to do that. Right. Um. But. But I am very chivalrous. So if we're walking, Jimmy always thinks of these. Right, exactly. (laughs) So that's a weird thing. So for me, not only do I place them in my life, I'm a very physically, I like to touch and hug and cuddle and kiss. And like, I'm very into that. Yeah. But only if I really like you. Well, another, here's another test as you were talking. Um, Again, certainly interested in both of your perspectives on this. I think another good test. Now, this is maybe once you've gone out, maybe 
whatever it is in your mind, a quarter, three months, a little bit of time, you know, you're not in the first month or something, you've, you've gone out enough that you're with us. I think it's important that you travel together. Yes. Yes. Because you yes. can, that's the first real big test, isn't it? Is. It is. Road trips are big. Oh. Larry and I were fantastic on road trips together. And that, to me, that just was another level. Yes. Even yeah. with COVID, we both had the same opinion, very similar to me. If you are safe and mm -hmm. do what you need to do, then you can go. And we did. We went on road trips. Um, when we started in June, we went on a road trip every month we didn't realize okay you know it's it's been a month we need to do another road trip. it just happened that way right. and we went to oklahoma we went to nebraska we went to arkansas we went to texas i mean we just did all these things road trips i mean we even just went out to western kansas and yeah. went to a little airbnb and uh -huh. just drove around i mean but it was great and so that would just up the ante with us you know yeah. because we did so well on road trips with just the two of us there's there's no doubt about that uh lance that road trips are important because there were uh i've done two road trips two different people um one of them oddly enough went awesome like it was an awesome road trip they were a great road trip buddy they were a great roommate like genuinely had a wonderful time mm -hmm. yet there was a lack of an, of an attraction there and I don't, I couldn't explain it. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. it didn't make sense really, right. honestly, right. to look at the person here like, man, they're beautiful it, right. for whatever reason it, it wasn't there. And then someone else I took a road trip with, it was fucking miserable. It was terrible. I was like, mm. can you please go home? But I was super attracted physically. So it was a fun trip because of the physical activity, mm -hmm. but I would have rather been with the other person that I didn't have the attraction with is that like, yeah. it was, it was just, it was a weird, it was a weird mix. And and yep. so tr there's no way I'm going to get serious, serious, serious with somebody, um, without traveling together. Like we yep. are going to take a trip together. We're going to spend a week in a condo. So I want to like, I really want to see what it would be like to play, live together. Um, before we would ever even really live together. So let me, yeah. uh, I'm just looking at the time here cause I've got, yeah, you know, you parental do duties, test. right. Um, let me, uh, yeah. Like, how do you know? And, and I came across this and others maybe listen to the podcast will at some point, but it's called the optimal stopping theory. It's like, okay. and, and it's a mathematical way to figure out who, when are you going to, when, when do you, you know, when do you, when you date someone, how do you know this is the one because there's going to be lots of suitors and good candidates along the way. Right. Yep. And this person came up and I guess this is called the secretary principle as well. Meaning like, and it's maybe a little bit easier to understand from that. You know, we've all, you've gotten a job opening and you get a hundred resumes, right? You know, it's like when you've got five, six good candidates on the table, you don't need to go read the other 86 resumes. They're like, I I'm going to hire one of these five or six right out of this group. Right. And it's the same kind of principle right now, according to the person that came up with the optimal stopping theory, it's the 37 percentile is the stopping point. Okay. So to make the numbers easy, let's just say that you were going to date. A, there was a hundred good candidates out there for you. You yeah. don't need to date all hundred and then go back and say, all right, I'm gonna choose the best one. Yeah. You're only going to date up to the 37 person at that point. The next person that you date that, you could see yourself with after dating all those other people 
is the person then therefore that you marry because you've already had a, you don't need that other 63% or whatever it is. Yeah. You're just It's just wasted time at that point. The return on investment has started to come down because you've already started, I'm kind of drawing this yeah. bell curve as I'm talking, you've already invested the time, you know what you're looking for, you've had enough dates at that point, you've seen enough resumes, quote unquote, at that point, that the next person then that you look for, because a lot of those have been failed relationships and things, that's the reason they didn't work out. Right. But you've learned from them, right? Yeah. So once you get past that point, the next person then, I think, and I could be wrong about this, I'd have to go back and look at the, the numbers again, but I think let's just say that you've dated up to, a, and you, you know, on a scale of one to 10, every person is up to a seven. The next person that you date that's an eight after the 37 percentile, Boom. that's the one. Wow. Wow. And I have to leave it there because I got to get my son. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Appreciate it, Lance. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've come to the end of part number one. Stay tuned next week. Part number two on dating, love, marriage.